This is episode number one, numero uno, the grand opening of the White Tiger Podcast. We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by. And that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. 15 years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons. And he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the White Tiger Podcast. In this episode, you will find out why this podcast is going to be perfect for you. You're also going to find out what the hell does the White Tiger Podcast mean anyway, and why working next to a strip club taught me what my life's passion would be. And finally, why being mediocre is actually pretty good. So let's get this thing started. Again, welcome to the first episode here of the White Tiger Podcast. I appreciate you coming here. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you looking into this and taking a chance and clicking on this link or whatever it is and taking a chance to want to listen to this new podcast. I promise you that the guy behind this mic is going to deliver. Now, I'm a researcher. I've done my homework. But at the same time, they say successful podcasts are... Two to three people, you hear people talking, there's going to be a ton of interviews. And I'm going to tell you, I think some of that eventually is going to come. But I want to kind of push against the norm. And this is going to be a one-man show because I tried to reach out to a couple of people to get me to help help me with this. And they thought it was crazy. And they said, you're insane. I don't want to get involved in any of your stuff. And plus, you're not that interesting. So in order to defy the odds and to set an example for everyone that you can do whatever you want to do, I'm embarking on this mission of the White Tiger podcast to prove them all wrong and hopefully help some people out in the process. So to get things started, I want to tell you how this whole thing came to be and why it's going to be important. I think that you, the person listening, is going to have a major impact on the content and what goes on here on this podcast. First and foremost, just like many of you, if you're on here, you like podcasts and the thing is, is that, you know, sometimes it's just tough to find exactly the podcast or the topic that really relates to you. I mean, there may be some things that you're out there and you appreciate from an entertainment value. You may like, you know, a certain story that's being told or, or, or the way someone maybe just, you know, hands over information or gives you advice or whatever the case may be. But I always found that there was just, there wasn't an, a, a specific podcast, I think, that was tailored to a lot of the things that or the challenges that I'm, I'm meeting or, 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 answer, or answers to questions that I need. I mean, granted, listen, you can go on any podcast and they can tell you how to be successful. They can interview some really ex- successful people and tell you how to make a million dollars. But all those different things come back to one person. It comes back to you. It, all of that is contingent on one person, you. So you may have a map to get to somewhere, whether it's to, to build a car or to have a successful business or to be a better parent or boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, whatever it is. But ultimately what it comes down to is you can have the steps to take, but it's up to you to make that happen. 
it's up to you to figure out, do you have what it takes or you do have what it takes? Just how do I muster those behaviors to get myself to do those things? And I think that's maybe something that I feel like after some time, I realized that I finally got like, all right, great. It's I'm getting all this really good information, but when the rubber hits the road, it's going to be up to me to make this stuff happen. Like the, the person on the other end of that microphone is not going to say, all right, I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be over in a minute and I'll, I'll get you through this. We'll draw up a process or even if, the, even if that could happen, you know, could most of us really afford this high profile person to come in and, and do a specific, you know, program for us. So really, I think that's kind of where I felt like there needed to be something out there that was related to us. And then once we get that whole foundational thing taken care of, then we could use these maps to succeed in whatever we want to succeed in. And that's kind of where this whole thing started. Because I found that there was a lot of cool stuff, but, you know, a lot of it really didn't apply to me. So I kind of want to hopefully show you that there's something out there that applies to you. And you're going to have the ability to, to drive that and to ask questions and get them answered, I think, from a, from a pretty good resource. So just to give you a little bit of background to show you what you're getting yourself into is back 20 years ago, plus 20 years ago, I had this whole idea about when it comes to work, being happy doing what you're doing. Like this whole crazy idea is like, man, I probably should be happy doing what I'm doing if I'm going to spend the next 20 to 30 years of my life doing it. So what did I want? What was I passionate about? Well, I could tell you that I didn't want to sit behind a desk for eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours. And I felt like I really wanted to make an impact on people and hopefully change lives of people. Because I feel like, I don't think you could put a price on that. I mean, you could be successful and drive around in nice cars and own nice houses, but you know, there should be something to say for the person who wants to change someone's life. You know, And it, and it, it really kind of starts with changing yours, but that's something we'll have to get into a little bit later. But ultimately, I decided, because I thought it was really cool, and I felt like I would have a big impact, and the whole I want to help people mentality, which is true, is that I really wanted to get into law enforcement. Now, being a police officer, especially now, is difficult because, uh, as you probably know from the media, there's a lot of negative publicity. And I don't think it's just, I think it's more amplified today, but I think it's always been there. But I think it definitely does take a special person to want to get into a profession where you know most people are gonna, not going to like you. Their first impressions, you know mean a lot. And your first impression before even opening your mouth is saying something is that the majority of people that you deal with, your clients, are not going to like you. They're going to pass judgment on you. And it goes both ways. I'm not going to say that it's just, it's, it's a one-way street. It goes both ways. But needless to say, there was something honorable about choosing this type of profession. And I was totally passionate about doing this. So basically where it started was, I was working in a gas station, pumping gas in New Jersey at a friend's gas station. And I wound up meeting a guy who worked for the Drug Enforcement Agency, otherwise known as the DEA. And he would come in and he would get his car serviced or or the company cars serviced there. So they kind of like contracted out to, they went to these, garages or they contracted out to this garage to get work done on these government cars. But but the interesting part about these government cars was not your, your standard, you know, Caprice or, or 
or Crown Victoria, whatever it is, like a typical police car. These were like seized cars from like drug dealers and undercover cars that were seized or used while committing crimes. And the coolest part about this whole thing was is that he would come in and he'd say, hey, come on, I want to show you something. So he would show me these cars and when you'd go in, they would have these secret compartments in these cars. And you'd bring in like a normal like Honda minivan, family van, and I'd sit in there and he'd turn on the wipers and then put the heat on to to four and turn on the station to, you know, 98, whatever. And then he'd hit the horn twice and this compartment under the seat would open. You'd never know. It was so professionally done. Everything was seamless. And I thought that was the coolest damn thing. I'm like, this is awesome. I said, you get to do this full time. You get to play with stuff like this. You get to do. And then in turn came the stories and I was sold. So on top of the cool things like, oh man, I get to wear a uniform. I get to carry a gun. I get to have all this authority and all those things that when you're young are kind of important. And then on top of it, I saw these other cool things that you'd be doing on a daily basis. I was sold. And it was awesome. And on a side note, because I'm going to completely go off on a tangent, but I think it's totally relevant here, or maybe not relevant, but it's a good story, is that I worked at a gas station that was right next to a strip club. And I'm not too sure if anyone's ever worked in a gas station right next to a strip club before, but there's a lot of crazy things you see that come out of a strip club. On top of that, and this was really the, the best part of the job, was there was a window that was adjacent to the to the gas station parking lot that was where the performers dressed. It was their dressing room. And I could tell you that the majority of the time they kept their window open while I was working. Or well, not just me when I was working, but everyone. It was for a 20-something year old or whatever it is, or a 17-year-old or someone who just got out of high school working at a job making pretty much nothing, was hands down the best job any guy could have. I could guarantee you that there were people that came into this gas station that that filled up gas earlier in the day and they came back to get more gas because they knew that when they came to get, they would be getting get more than gas. And let me tell you, it was hysterical. People would come in with, with low tires and they had just put air in their tires a couple hours before. People would hang out and talk. People I didn't even know would want to come up and talk to you. But you'd realize that they weren't giving you any attention. They were too busy looking at the window and they, believe me, Inside the strip club, they knew that people were watching them from the outside. And it was, it was awesome. It was a 17-year-old's dream. Who more, what more could you do but on a summer day, hang out in shorts, pump gas, talk to people, and watch strippers in a window getting dressed? You couldn't ask for a better job. But anyway, so thinking about getting into law enforcement and keeping that job was a tough decision after a while. But to be honest, uh, my passion was to be a law enforcement officer. And I realized that um, this is something that I really wanted to spend my life doing. So in 2002, I got the opportunity to work for a law enforcement agency and become a police officer. And I got to tell you, it was just an unbelievable experience. And through the course of me being a police officer for the next couple of decades, I realized that you learn a lot of stuff and you deal with a lot of shit and you see a lot of things that most people shouldn't see. And I don't, I think nowadays, you know, there's a lot of 
critics of people in the profession. But I got to tell you, there's a lot of good people and there's a lot of bad people just like in any other job. So if you think about the job you have, I'm sure you've met some bad people in your profession. And I'm sure you met some really nice people in your profession. I think there is, I don't think any profession is immune from that. Um, I just think obviously since they're the most visible form of government for most people, they do get a lot of attention and it is amplified. But I'm not saying that there's not some bad people out there. But nonetheless, there's a lot of good ones. And you do deal with a lot of crap. And to be honest with you, and I think most people don't realize this, is like there's a lot of hazards that come with the job. Uh, but a lot of what you deal with, and it never gets no. I've never heard it get noticed, comes from the inside. There's a lot of shit that goes on inside on top of the stuff that you deal with outside, internally and then externally. And then I realized that, you know what, that's not just dealing with policing. That has to do with the stuff that you're dealing with, or whether it be family, whether it be your business, whether you could be anything. You could be from, you could be from a police officer to a CEO to uh, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. You're still dealing with those same stresses, same behaviors, same obstacles, same things. And yeah, this is, this is stuff that's real. And, and to be honest with you, we all deal with it. And you know what? You learn a lot of shit in the process. And eventually, you become a pro at figuring things out. And a lot of the times, it's through your failures because they happen a lot. And then there's a lot of times through your successes, which feel really good and happen a lot too. But that's kind of really where it all started here. And I subscribed to a guy and just to give kudos to him Darren Hardy uh, he has a daily Darren Daily he puts out and I subscribe to it because I felt the information he's given out is really great and uh, I definitely want to give a thumbs up to him and I do appreciate it because that's kind of really where all this all started from so if you're out there and you really want to get some good information check out Darren Hardy because I like what he's doing but anyway he he gave a he put together a video and he talked about the white tiger, about a story about the white tiger being this unique thing and how it was kept in a cage and how it was not letting all those really good things that we all have in each other, in ourselves or in that tiger being so unique out. It was stuck in this physical cage or and I kind of related to, and he kind of related it to this hypothetical cage that we're all in and how we're all unique. And, and really, that's what was the game changer for me because I, I kind of said, you know what? That makes total sense. I'm like, here we are. We all have our individual talents and we have our own cages that we put ourselves in, you know, that kind of constrain the way we think, constrain what we can do. We can, I can't do this or I'm not capable of doing that. And then we look for other forms of advice through podcast books, all sorts of different things to figure out how the hell we can get out of it. And realistically, it's, it's, it all starts with us. I mean, we create these own cages, right? These own things in our life. I've experienced it, you know, just personally, professionally. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's humbling, actually. So with that in mind, I'm like, Mal, how cool would it be to have someone be able to talk about or help me through some of the things that I need help with. You know, just stuff that happens in everyday life. It happens to all of us. And it's probably not let, not the quick and easy, hey, if you follow this path or if you purchase this program, it's going to work for you. I mean, there's nothing here that 
that it's it's being sold. It's just hey, we all it's just it's just coming to the conclusion that yeah, we're all dealing with crap. Let's figure it out. And and that was my goal. And uh, and and really, the part of it too is is that as you get to to kind of know me, is that I like to have fun, and it's about having fun in the process because you know life's too short. I've I've wasted a ton of it, and I think about some of the time I wish I had back. But I learned a lot from that time that I felt like I wasted. But it was, and it's helping me enjoy today. But yeah, and and, and the part and the best part about this is. I wanted to have this be something where the listener, you listening, can have a venue of communication, and, and I'll talk about that at the end, where you can ask questions and get answers. You know, this way it's not just you tuning into somebody and like, you know, I kind of like the way he's talking about this or she's talking about this, and then there may be bits, bits and pieces of it that you just, you know, you, you like, you take, you use, you don't use, and then you just kind of don't, you know, move on, or you don't... uh you don't use the rest, but this is just really something. That's, yeah, I can. I, I'm just curious. What do they think about this, or have, what's your experience been in here? And then maybe soliciting. And, and to be honest, I don't have the answers for everything, but I could tell you one damn thing. I could find the answers. I could find someone that knows the answers, and that's kind of where maybe other people are gonna can start to chime in with their experience too, and kind of make this work for everybody. But yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited, and uh, I'm probably gonna curse a lot, but it's cool. It's cool. And uh, if you're offended, tell me and let me know because uh, maybe I'll turn it down. Maybe I'll turn it up. I I have no idea. But I I have no idea how this is all going to pan out. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for everyone. I guarantee you I'm going to do my best not to waste your time because I know time is valuable. So I appreciate, again, you being here. So with that being said, I wanted to talk about this one word that means a lot of different things to different people. And it's the word of success. Now, in being kind of like into podcasting and, and reading some books, even though I probably should read more, but sometimes I get lazy and I just can't get myself through them or dedicate the time because I maybe tell myself I don't have the time. And that's a whole nother conversation. But you know, what does success really mean? And I found out, you know, in talking to different people and meeting a lot of different people, success means different things to different people. You know, success could be, hey, I want to, um, make a lot of money. I want to build the house or live in the house of my dreams and drive the car of my dreams and have the spouse of my dreams and all those different things. And uh, some people, success means just getting out of bed in the morning. So success is like a subjective term. It means different things to different people. So, you know, just because you hear the, you know, the pitch, hey, I'm going to show you how to be successful. You know, for me, if they could show me how to get up in bed in the morning and and not ache as much or to be better at, you know, throwing a fastball or hitting a golf ball or whatever, then yeah, that's success for me. You know, but success obviously means different things to different people. And I had a, a conversation with someone recently or in the recent past, and we talked about success and being successful and and why and how being mediocre is actually pretty good. And which the concept itself, if you think about it, is like, who really wants to be mediocre? I mean, mediocre is mediocre. You know, I mean, but I never really thought of it this way. You know, in working in the law enforcement profession, as an example, 
I knew for the most part for the rest of my career how much I was going to go, how much I was going to make. I knew that there was potential because you're a union employee and you you deal with contracts every two to three years. But I knew for the most part that there was an expectation that there would be a certain percentage increase that I would get. And pretty much that increase was almost standard throughout your career. I mean, for the most part, sometimes it was a little bit less. Lately, it was a little bit less. Uh, Rarely was it more because you kept setting the bar every time you renegotiated a contract. But basically, you knew how much you were going to make and you knew what your benefits were and you knew that you had a job. And there was a lot of comfort that came with that. Now, were you going to make a million dollars? Were you going to able to maybe live the life of your dreams? And for most people, that is the life of their dreams. But if you wanted to maybe challenge yourself or think about, okay, I mastered my craft. I'm ready to move on to the next level in my life. Or I think I want to make some more money or do something a little bit different. That was very hard to do. Now, I think there's a lot of people in similar careers who are like, listen, I have a steady job. I'm making a decent paycheck. I got good benefits and so on and so forth. Why would I want to give any of that up? And, you know, it's just, it's good. I know I'm never going to make a million dollars or a billion dollars or a trillion dollars. I know I'm never going to have this major impact on something because I'm, because there's a lot of risk and a lot of other things that need to happen when you do those things. But I'm okay. And that's kind of where the whole mediocre thing is okay. It's okay to be comfortable. It's okay to know that you're providing a future for yourself, for your family, for whatever. And that's okay. You know, because getting out of that is difficult. Or or, or trying to change that, getting out of that kind of comfort zone, especially after you've been in it for a long time, is difficult. Because I could tell you one thing, it requires risk. And risk is hard, and risk is difficult, and risk is risk. There's no guarantees. I mean, you have there has to be, along with risk, some faith. I mean, you can analyze and figure out, okay, I'm going to put myself in the best position to succeed, but there is some faith to it. I mean, there's no guarantee that what you're going to be doing is going to be successful. And that's why people typically are okay with just being in the mediocre type of thing. And maybe mediocre is the wrong word, but just being comfortable. I think maybe comfortable is a better word to, to use. Just being comfortable with your current situation and comfortable with, yeah, I've, uh, things are pretty good. And I'm going to wait until hopefully I have some type of retirement and I've done the right things with my finances and whatnot so I don't have to work anymore at some point in my life. And that's usually the goal. And you know, for me, especially... In a union job, I mean, the goal was just getting to the end of your career. It's just you you were kind of really buying time until you could get to the end of, end of your career where you can retire and then you can collect your paycheck or you can collect your pension. Kind of like the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. The problem was though, and, and, and again, I think it's related to, there's a lot of careers. I'm not just saying it's a law enforcement or union type of job that has this. I think it's private and public sector. I don't think either are immune, but I think... What also happens is, is that people are kind of not the happiest and are kind of going through tough times, but they know because they've invested so much time in their profession and their craft that they can't sacrifice or they can't take a risk and start new or change direction because of all the time they have vested into their, their business, their bread and butter. 
And I think that's what makes it difficult to walk away. And some people spend the rest of their careers being miserable and not being happy doing what they're doing because they know in their heart what the right decision is. But in their head, they're like, listen, I know what I want to do. I know what I'm capable of, but I can't do it. You know, the telling yourself I can't because the risk is too high. I can't sacrifice everything I've earned to this point. I can't, I can't give all of this stuff up. It spent me a long, I took a long time doing this and, and working toward this and growing this. And then, you know, you hear from certain people, you know, later down the line, like I wish, like I, I thought about this a lot too. I never wanted to be the person that kind of looked back on my life and said, you know, I wish I would have done that. You know, I wish I had the opportunity, you know, I had the opportunity and I passed on it and I wish I could. Because I think as you get older, you realize that, you know, you only get one crack at this whole thing and that's it. I mean, time flies by and I think it's unfortunate. I wish I realized it like 20 years ago, but I just didn't. Maybe it just comes with, with experience and maturity and whatnot, but you realize that, yeah, I, I only get one crack at this and if I don't do something now, the next 10, 15 years, 20 years of my life is going to pass me by and I'm going to be still be doing the same damn thing I was doing 20 years ago. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think for most of us, I think we always dream or have the ability, well, we always dream or always have the desire, I should say, to want more. Like, I don't think too many people are just like, you know, I'm cool with just this and I'm willing to ride out the rest of my life just doing this. Because after a while, I mean, listen, for me, that stuff gets kind of boring and I want challenge. Like, because that's the whole exciting part of this whole thing. It's like when you challenge yourself and you're learning new things and it makes, it makes life exciting. And um, yeah, I, I could tell you that I have been fortunate to work with some really good people who I think their capacity is limitless. I think their ceiling is so high that they can do something different and I'm in, I'm assuming here live the life of their dreams. Live the life that they want to live and not be constrained by finances or what schedules or whatever else comes with those things. But yeah, you know when when it comes down to it mediocre is actually or being comfortable is actually okay. And, and I could understand it because I've been there and I lived it. And I knew that for the most part, through the course of my career, that I was going to make a certain amount of money, that I was going to be doing a certain type of job. And for the most part, both of those things were really not going to change that much. But I got to tell you, the people I've talked to who were ultra happy and are doing the things that they want to do, at some point took some risk at some point defied the odds, and at some point experienced some type of failure, and then used those things to kind of win their day and to win their week and win their month and win their year and, and, and win their life, you know, really kind of win the life that they wanted. And it's hard. It's hard. And kind of that's really where the whole premise of this podcast came to be was because hopefully through my experience, through the people that I talk to, the people I know, through my experiences working in law enforcement and figuring out a variety of different problems from really significant immediate problems to other things, 
I could help people work through some of these things that could kind of maybe get them through their cage, like I spoke about earlier, and hopefully give them the different perspective or a different, or make them curious to think, yeah, you know what, maybe I will think about doing that or we're thinking about doing something I'm not used to doing. We're taking a little bit of a risk because really that's what it comes down to. But again, I understand how being living a comfortable life is, is okay. But I think what the common thread between all those people you hear about being successful and, and again, I know successful is kind of, is kind of associated with making a lot of money and whatever it is. I, I mean, I don't necessarily look at it that way, but I think that people are like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's subjective. So I guess the moral of the story is, is just find that thing that makes you happy and that thing that you're passionate about and go after it and go do it. And that really is kind of the true definition for me, at least in my opinion of success, because if you're out there doing what you're passionate about and not focused about what's important to others, you're going to kill it. You're going to be successful and you're going to feel pretty damn good at the end of the day. And you're going to want to do it again and again and again. And you're going to get recognition from people and recognition from yourself, which is really important. And that's really all that matters. So, you know, if you don't agree with this, please uh, send me an email, drop me a line, tell me I'm, I'm insane. Uh, if you don't like what we're doing here on the first episode, please suggest changes. Please tell me what I'm doing wrong. I, I'm going to listen to everyone's feedback. I'm going to check my emails. I'm going to respond. And listen, if you need questions answered, please let me know. I will answer them for you. I will dedicate some time on this podcast and answer as many questions as I possibly can. So with that being said, please jump on over to WTPodcast.com and check out the website. There's some really good information on there. Check out the blog section. You're going to find some good articles. I think you're going to find them funny. I think you're going to find them entertaining. Either that or you're going to email me saying that's the worst stuff you ever read and it was a total waste of your time. But check it out, WTPodcast.com. You're going to check out other episodes. Like I said, the blog, you'll be able to contact me. It's really good. Check it out. Tell me what you think. And I do appreciate you being here. I appreciate you taking time out for your day and time out to click on this link and to listen to me for the last... 30 minutes. So for that, I thank you. One last thing, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all your favorite social media accounts. You can find all those addresses at wtpodcast.com. Thanks for your time. Thanks for being here. And I will see you at episode number two. Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting WTPodcast.com. Yeah.